It's January 24th, 2023, and this is your DSR Daily Brief. I'm Grant Haver. And I'm Chris Kotnor. Our top stories from international outlets this morning. Sweden should not expect Turkey to back its NATO membership bid. Turkish President Recep Tayyip Erdogan said on Monday, days after a copy of the Quran was burned in a Stockholm protest, according to the BBC. Sweden applied to join NATO after Russia invaded Ukraine, but needs Turkey already a member to approve. Kurdish protesters in Sweden hung an effigy of Mr. Erdogan this month, followed by a Quran burning. Saturday's protest, but not the burning of the book itself, was given prior approval by Swedish authorities. Erdogan condemned the latest protest, carried out by a far-right politician from a Danish party, as blasphemy not to be defended by free speech. The Swedish government also criticized the protest. In my opinion, it's important to remember that Erdogan is facing an election this fall, and even in Turkey where the opposition is suppressed, things are looking dicey for the would-be autocrat. So he has to continue to claim the spotlight and use his leverage to placate conservatives and be seen as a powerful leader on the world stage. The National Anti-Corruption Bureau of Ukraine stated on January 23rd that it had begun to investigate possible corruption in the Defense Ministry's food procurement before ZN.UA, a news site, published an investigation on the issue on January 21st. The Kyiv Independent reported that the ZN.UA report has triggered a major scandal, with critics accusing the Defense Ministry of profiteering from procurement contracts while Ukrainian soldiers are being killed on the front line. The ministry has denied the accusations. According to the report, the ministry sought to buy food at prices two to three times higher than it costs in Kyiv grocery stores, possibly indicating a corruption scheme. The ministry has allegedly signed a $360 million contract for military food procurement in 2023. Ukraine's Parliamentary Committee on National Security, Defense, and Intelligence has summoned top ministry officials to address the allegations. A group of people from Myanmar have filed a criminal complaint in Germany accusing their country's military of genocide, war crimes, and crimes against humanity, a rights organization said earlier this morning. According to the Straits Times, The case was lodged with Germany's Federal Public Prosecutor General under the principle of universal jurisdiction, which allows the prosecution of certain grave crimes regardless of where they took place, and has been used to try Syrians over atrocities committed during the Civil War. The 215-page complaint alleges the military systematically killed, raped, tortured, imprisoned, disappeared, persecuted, and committed other acts that amount to genocide, crimes against humanity, and war crimes. The campaign group Fortified Rights, which is leading the case, said in a statement. 
Elsewhere, France has brought back 47 French nationals from northeastern Syria, the country's foreign ministry said, after a United Nations committee condemned Paris for failing to protect its citizens held in the war-torn country. Al Jazeera reports that the operation involved 32 children and 15 women, the ministry said in a statement on Tuesday. Hundreds of women and children, many of them holding foreign nationalities, have been held in camps in the region since the collapse of ISIL in 2019. The repatriation comes as human rights campaigners have long urged governments to step up their efforts to bring back their nationals, especially children, from the camps, which were set up to hold the families of alleged ISIL members. The French government had long refused the mass repatriation of the hundreds of French children detained in the camps, dealing with them on a case-by-case basis that rights groups criticized as deliberately slow. Deutsche Welle is reporting that the trial of Mexico's former security chief, Gennaro Garcia Luna, who is facing charges of bribery and colluding with drug traffickers, began in the United States yesterday. He is accused of accepting bribes worth millions from ex-drug lord Joaquin Guzman. Garcia Luna was arrested in 2019 in the Texas city of Dallas. During his first day of trial in New York, prosecutors accused Garcia Luna of protecting a drug mafia's operations while they smuggled tons of cocaine into the United States. The defense cited a lack of evidence against Garcia Luna in opening remarks. His attorneys said there was no money, no photos, no video, no text, no emails, no recordings, no documents, no credible, believable evidence that Gernaro Garcia Luna helped the cartel. According to reporting by Reuters, the World Health Organization has called for immediate and concerted action to protect children from contaminated medicines after a spate of child deaths linked to cough syrups last year. In 2022, more than 300 children, mainly aged under 5 in Gambia, Indonesia, and Uzbekistan, died of acute kidney injury in deaths that were associated with contaminated medicines, the WHO said in a statement yesterday. The medicines, over-the-counter cough syrups, had high levels of diethylene glycol and ethylene glycol. These contaminants are toxic chemicals used as industrial solvents and antifreeze agents that can be fatal even in small amounts and should never be found in medicines, the WHO said. As well as the countries above, the WHO told Reuters on Monday that the Philippines, Timor-Leste, Senegal, and Cambodia may potentially be impacted because they may have the medicines on sale. Kenya's The Nation reports that Russian and American top officials are visiting Africa this week in trips that are part of what is seen in diplomatic circles as competitive drives to increase leverage in Africa through alignments with key states on the continent. Russian Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov arrived in South Africa on Monday to extend already good relations while U.S. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen, on a three-country African tour, will be in Pretoria midweek. 
with South Africa holding the BRICS presidency this year, engagement on other international platforms, bilateral issues, and key international events were all on the slate for discussions. Both Russia and the U.S. under President Joe Biden have pivoted towards Africa increasingly in the last two years, putting these two global powers on a competitive footing on the continent not seen since the 1980s, when the Cold War was still in full swing. In extra lighter news this morning from the AP, it's hoped that the lights at a Massachusetts high school will be able to be turned off by the end of the month, about a year and a half after a computer glitch kept the lights on night and day, officials say. In a November 2021 story, the school student newspaper, The Smoke Signal, reported that a computer server that controlled what was supposed to be a lighting system designed to save power failed in August 2021 and could not be fixed. The school reached out to the original installer and found the company had changed hands several times. Global supply chain issues kept delaying efforts to get the parts needed to fix the system. The situation has drawn the attention. That's all the news we have for you today. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so that more people can find the show. If you have a tip, topic, or correction you'd like to flag for us, please email us at podcasts at thedsrnetwork.com. Members of the DSR Network will receive an evening newsletter version of the DSR Daily Brief and bonus weekend briefs. Last weekend, we spoke with Andrea Kendall-Taylor of the Center for a New American Security about the state of the war in Ukraine. If you aren't a member, go to thedsrnetwork.com and become a member to make sure you never miss any of our analysis. If you want more in-depth discussion of these issues, be sure to follow the links in the show notes to read our sources and tune into our sister podcasts on the DSR Network. Stay safe and stay tuned to the DSR Daily Brief.